0: Getting tabled. Getting table. Getting tabled. Getting table. Getting table.
1: Getting tabled. With the Bruce and the Yang.
0: Hello, future people, and you are listening to episode seven. Is it episode seven? Can I count tonight of uh, getting tabled with your host, Captain Socks? He's back.
1: That's right, folks. I'm back from uh, the long lost desert world uh, for my year over there. I'm back finally. Uh, finally settled into starting to get settled into my new house uh, here in No One. Little-
0: All right, say something again because I had to turn you down.
1: <laughs> so I am back. Finally, after a year of uh, being deployed, it's great to be back with my family, uh, back to the gaming world.
0: I think the person that's most excited to have you back, besides myself and the Bruce, is your wife, because now she yes. has uh, more more backup with all the with all the kids.
1: That is absolutely true. Mm.
0: So, but but you were able to actually uh, do gaming over there and everything while you were were you deployed.
1: Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, I was able to play some Star Wars Legion, some Drop Fleet uh, while I was there, some Star Wars Armada a couple of times while I was there, board games uh, here and there as well. Well, that's good.
0: I mean, you know, if if I – if I had to do gaming, if I was ever deployed, it would have been like the uh, the, the photo that circulated around for years of the guys using rocks and, you know, a giant piece of cardboard doing 40K years and years and years. Yeah. All Um, Let's see. Bruce prepared a run sheet for us. Um, oh, he has an apology. Let's see here. Uh, he uploaded it. Let's see if I can find it. Doo,
2: doo, doo, doo. Hey, George. Very quickly. I'm going to give commentary on a couple of specific places. Uh, I did add text in there that you guys could read out, um, but I'm just trying to give you a small sampling of very minimal things that you can insert where appropriate. Um, This way you're not having to cop and change an entire episode. It's just a quick apology from me for not being here and me actually talking about Game Talk. Um, As much as I would love to comment on all of the news stuff That would just cause too much work for you, and I don't think that's fair. So, reminder, I'm not going to be here, because I'm working, but I haven't had a response from you two about meeting up in the morning to record. I'm hoping that that's what you two are planning, um, but neither of you have said anything. Anyway, this is me preparing. I'm not here for the recording, so I need you two to do your thing. So, I will start... Okay, we'll pause it there. So he yeah, real, real life takes precedence. Uh
0: he he we we've normally been doing it this day this time and everything, which this happens to be like he can't do it this time when Captain Sox is back. So
1: yep, unfortunately real life takes precedence some, sometimes. All right, well, let's move on
0: to the news. I have a I have a bumper for that. Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. And I'm assuming you have the uh the run sheet sheet up there for you for you to read right there, Captain Song. Yep, I do. Well if I can get this link to open. Uh Beast of War I have released or talking about they don't release uh Atomic Mass Reveal Marvel Crisis Protocol Miniature Game. Um, so this is really cool on the fact of you know a Marvel miniature tabletop game. Um
1: by fantasy flight by all i mean it's it's kind of cool that fantasy flight is delving in this realm granted they have the rights with disney through star wars and so they're able to produce this one because disney now owns marvel as well
0: yeah so well well, i think this is a great idea um i don't does that it's hard to tell from pictures but i would i would hope that these come pre-painted and here's why some of these characters are iconic. You know, they have a look. How frustrated are some people going to be if they can't do quite the job they want to do to do the justice to the character that they want to do?
1: Yeah, I have to agree. And actually, I think they uh, come unpainted because I was watching the video, actually. And they're kind of like uh, moddable. Uh, so all the bases that you see there are come as the bases that they come with. Uh, they're in the pictures, if you see the links. We'll post the links up there as well with the podcast. But uh, they are moddable, from what I understand, watching the Beast of War video. Uh, so, no, they will not come painted, unfortunately, for all you painting enthusiasts.
0: Well, so for the painting enthusiasts that you know, can do some justice to painting and stuff like that, it, it, it's just more backlog. For those who, they want a cool game to play, and it's just like, in order for this to look good, I have to sit down and pay, you know, paint it, or I'm going to pay someone to paint it, or uh yeah um great concept though uh i mean marvel minchers i mean the 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 catalog is huge and massive i mean that yeah. that's why hero has been going for as long as they have with uh you know the marvel universe because i mean it is a huge and massive universe you have iconic heroes and villains that go back you know decades upon decades
1: yeah exactly and uh, again watching going over from what i've gathered from the notes uh from a beast war video You gather up 10 heroes or 10 villains, whatever you want, whichever side you want to really build your list on. But then you don't know what the scenario is until you actually get into the the game. And then from those, your list of 10 heroes or villains that you bring, you only uh, select a few, maybe two or three max to then play out your game that you're going to play on. Uh, And there's like two objective. There's two types of games. There's a extract game where you got to get an objective and extract it off the board, or there's an hold uh, scenario where you got to hold the objective or something like that. Uh, Again, going off memory from the notes,
0: which, you know, depending on the, the, the type of uh, stats and stuff like that, you know, different, different heroes will be better suited for different scenarios. So, Uh, It may force you to, oh, crap, I may have to play this really differently now because of this. So um, Bruce's thoughts, uh, he's been a Marvel fan for a lifetime, and he is instantly excited about this. Plastic minis that look amazing with detailed bases. The game sounds sounds like a comic book playing out, and a lot of thought has gone into making the game feel like a Marvel story. Uh, he's in on this. He hasn't read the rule book yet, but he is going to. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it, the concept's great. I mean, you know, you, as long as there's an intellectual property, you can turn it into a game in my opinion. I mean, we've seen it with Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. We've seen it with uh, Marvel characters and uh, clicks already. Uh, I mean, D&D is just a, a, a excellent example of you can take anything and use it in a game, period. So,
1: yeah, no, I have to agree. And and seeing these miniatures, I think it's gonna be a cool concept. It's on a three by three board as well, so you don't need a lot of scenery as well. I mean, granted, you'll I mean, it looks like it's twenty eight mil ish. So I mean, most of your stores out there is gonna have some scenery already that's gonna be uh, readily available for you to set up some good boards and stuff like that to play on. So
0: and, and here's my thought about that on you know setting a, setting a game up on a three by three, you know, even a four by four. So sometimes you know. You know, maybe your schedule dictates with your friends that you know when the game store is open, you can't go in and game. You have to game at someone's home. A three but three foot by three foot—that's super easy to do in anyone's home, even if they're in an apartment. A four by
1: exactly—that's
0: still pretty manageable. Four by six, you're dedicating a lot of space. You're taking up a lot of room to play a game. So
1: even a three by six, because Star Wars Legion is on a three by six, and Armada is on a three by six, and as well and and yeah you're absolutely right i mean you start getting to those three by six or four by six realms and that's pretty, pretty much two folding tables side by side or, or a big huge sheet of plywood that is a pain to store sometimes and not every one of us at home have those nice gaming rooms uh like i used to at my old house this house uh, unfortunately, I've got a four-foot-by-about-six-foot closet. It's more of a closet that I'm actually storing all my games in, and that's where all my ho- little hobby shop's going to go into so I can paint some minis here in the future. It's not where you're
0: recording at, is it? Because that'd be nope. kind of cool. Nope. Put Captain Socks in the closet.
1: No, not no, no, no.
0: Do you have a bad experience with the closet? Sounds like jeez. Geez. Sorry. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> Alrighty. Next up on our list, uh, this one I am kind of uh, – I don't know how I feel about this uh, based off of uh, previous games. WizKids is, um, they're doing a Transformers uh,
1: game. Miniatures game, for that matter. Yeah,
0: yeah Transformers miniatures game, which, so one, um, being WizKids, you can expect a a decent mass production paint job on them, most likely.
1: I thought reading through this thing again, again, going off memory, I'm, I'm looking through the notes as well on the, the website um, here. I'm uh, looking at this. I don't theory. think they come painted. But, I mean, seeing the decals on uh, Megatron, it look, would look like that it would be uh, pre-painted as well.
0: Well, if you look at WizKids, I mean, they have the facilities the capabilities to do pre-painting. I mean, Heroclix. Yeah, exactly. Um, Bruce's thoughts, whilst WizKids doesn't have the best reputation for quality. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Over the years, the sculpts of, of these are promising, and they're not coming non-painted, which is good. They're not coming non-painted. They're not. What? They're coming non-painted, so in other words, they're not painted. Yeah, just the way he wrote that.
1: Yeah, I do agree.
0: Bad English there, Bruce. I mean, I know you're Australian, but good God, man, (laughs) Uh, it's not hard for him to be to not to get these. Uh, He just hopes they're good. All hail Megatron. Um, You're wrong there. Uh, You will work on your grammar. Um, Get one of yourself, uh, one of those uh, inversion chairs, so you can at least spend some time the right way up. Um, I don't. I don't know exactly how I feel about this. I mean, I grew up with Transformers. I thought they were really cool. I don't know how exactly I feel about this. Uh, one, one thing that I will say, though, is, is the scale issue. Like, are they going to keep everything scaled? Because let's be honest, the Bumblebee they were showing, the, the Volkswagen Beetle Bumblebee, he's not the same size as some of the other Transformers. One of the other issues I always had a big issue with is how come Megatron was so huge? I mean, seriously, why was
1: he so big? He he, he should have been that big. And he always looks like he's smiling in that sculpt mod instead of uh, the evil grin that he has. Actually,
0: yeah, it it almost it almost looks like he's hit fallen on hard times. He's got a five o'clock shadow going. Like, hey, it's your old buddy Megatron. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. I I'm just I'm not as Bruce put it it is whiz kids i'm I'm not gonna hold my breath on them
1: yeah I'm the same way i um I've got too many miniature games as it is and I think if I were to delve into a new one my wife is kill me i mean she's already killing me as it is
0: she's killing you or you're just you're slowly dying of old age
1: both she's killing me with all the uh miniature games that I have stacked I've got one full rack I've got a shelf that's about five feet long and it is just stacked. All the way across with Star Wars Legion or Star Wars Armada stuff. So, Cheap, and hopefully didn't.
0: we can continue recording because I just I just had my window shake shaken by uh, some thunder. So, <laughs>
1: mm, fun, fun,
0: yes. Um, now with with the uh, the mm, of the Transformers, there's a whole bunch of ooh. i I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one. Wolfenstein the board game. Pl- pl- please tell me you're one of those guys that played Wolfenstein 3D on a. Uh, Forty six, three eighty six. You know,
1: not too much of that one. Sorry. Oh, oh my,
0: my, my heart is is slightly broken. I know it so, is, George. Sorry. So, so for those who aren't familiar, Wolfenstein three D was one of the the very, very, very first first person shooters ever created for PC gaming. Um, it's right up there with the very first release of Doom. You were pretty much some some dude who wandered around this labyrinth, um, shooting Nazis and Nazi demons, and yeah, uh um, dogs yeah um so uh there's not much about it yet but i'm guessing it's some sort of like you know zone mortalis type board game where you roll dice to see if you shoot nazis and zombie nazis and stuff i mean what what the bruce's thoughts uh why is it taking so long for this game uh, that's a great question why is it taking so long for this game
1: <laughs> yeah i mean some there's so many great games out there that on pc or even the the consoles that you could easily transfer i mean there's there's one that kickstarted uh back on kickstarter uh is which is um oh i'm trying to remember i've got it company of heroes company of heroes is being transferred into a board game style that comes out next may that looked really really, really cool it could play start uh uh, turn style where you've got turns, uh, each player takes a turn or you can play RTS, so almost like a real time strategy game, but on the board itself, uh, which for that one. Interesting.
0: Um, now, now we're getting to the, uh, the big one of the news, uh, a <clears throat> little event you went to, uh, a year or two ago. Uh, I think you may remember it, uh, Gen Con.
1: Yeah, just, just a little bit. And actually, folks, I'm going to next year.
0: Okay, uh, so while, while this is Captain Sox's last episode again. Uh, <coughs> <laughs> Thanks, George. Um So, uh, this year at Gen Con, Games Workshop has revealed Aeronautica Imperials. What is Aeronautica Imperials? Well, if you've been living under a rock and you haven't seen the news the last couple days, uh, it is essentially a standalone board game made by Games Workshop where you have Imperial Flyers and Orc Flyers, and you are playing essentially a Flyers board game. Um, I saw a post... And it's the classic Drake meme one where it's like, you know, you know, they're giving us this, and we're like, nah. And that's just like what we really want. We want Battlefleet Gothic back. Um, I, I think this is a great uh, workup. A great, uh, excuse me. I I I, I don't know. I, I think I think it's going to be good. It, it's. It's a very different concept from Games Workshop, you know, since most of their stuff is a tabletop miniature war, you know, guys on the ground. This is solely focusing on the uh, the flying aspects. So
1: yeah, the the miniatures kind of look pretty cool, Uh, and it looks like probably two and a half foot square board so not too bad of a, of a board size either to play
0: yeah it looks like it could be a two foot or three foot um actually i'm gonna say a three foot because if you go off the size of a piece of paper being eight and a half by eleven you got the picture there where it looks oh, like a yep. sheet of paper i would say that's probably a three foot by three foot uh board maybe even closer to four foot maybe some weird measurement because it's games work
1: and they're probably using their uh favorite a11 paper over there
0: right yeah so um what what I think is interesting is uh, their, Games Workshop is hopefully jumping back into a a more three dimensional uh board game where you know ho- hopefully they do something to address you know the way they did in Drop Fleet Commander where there's different levels like are you high, mid, low you know are you you know skimming the ground you know that kind of thing.
1: It almost looks like there is uh because they've got some kind of a turn counter on the models on the bases themselves, so maybe a whether those are the hit points or or flight levels that they're flying at. You know,
0: I just zoomed my my uh, screen up here a little bit. See if I can get... AMI yeah, I, I did
1: too. And it looks like there's a, a turn counter on both sides of the base at the other rear. You can see two little windows where the turn counter is showing through.
0: So, yeah, it looks like there's two... Yeah, there, yeah it looks like there's a little dial. Um, and it looks like the, the base is divided up into six segments. So... Yeah, that'll be really interesting, dude, because Dropfleet Commander did, did an amazing thing of having a lot of information on a base without making it clunky. You know, I mean, you know, it's nothing super fancy, you know, that comes with the game. I mean, people have tried and tried and tried and are still trying to come up with a better way to do basing for, you know, as much information as stored on that base. But I, I'd be really interested to see how uh, Games Workshop did it. And I'd really inter- be interested to see how this game plays.
1: Yeah, I mean, it looks like there may be some ground combat potentially, or just big, huge missiles that you're shooting your your opponents with different different attack styles. And
0: I can't unzoom my screen now, so
1: whatever. Push um, the X. Push the X.
0: You're yeah, Mac. Remember? Oh yeah, C- Command minus is not working for some reason. And I don't know if you heard that, but that was another lovely little rumble of thunder. I did hear a little bit in the background there. Um. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, and then uh, Bruce uh, mentioned that lizard men are making the return to Blood Bowl. Part of me would love to play Blood Bowl, but it, it's one of those it's niche things where you know, there's no community here, so it's just like, eh, I'd spend money on something that just sit there. Um, looking at the sculpts, though, they're, they're pretty cool looking. Uh, the, the giant chameleon with the uh, football attached to his tongue is kind of, it's not as weird as the, I don't know what that is. That little totem idol dude thingy. Shaman, I don't know. Yeah, he looks weird. He looks like a looks like a toad of some sort. Yeah. Um, and a couple other factions for uh, Warcry. Well, at least one other faction for Warcry has been released. I haven't been keeping on too much uh, lately, but. Uh, I the more I see of it the more I'm just kind of like yeah oh wait oh no this is for uh Warhammer Underworlds uh which is uh, another f- uh, fantasy style uh board game so but yeah new sculpts um uh, the one thing I saw so they're um they're kind of like a, a fire slayer meets a, a tree elf, you know, very, um, you know, wild elf kind of thing. First thing people are asking is like, are they turning this into a full army, which I think would be, you know, a really cool faction, wild elves. You know, it you know, you could team it up with uh, the Sylvanth perfectly.
1: Yeah, it would be kind of cool for the Warhammer fantasy army. But that just
0: means that uh, I would have to get another army then, and I'd be a uh, uh, broken poor even more. Uh, we'll talk about that some in uh, in hobby time. Um, Bruce's thoughts on the Gen Con stuff. Uh, Beastgrave has stolen all the attention from this, in the groups I'm following. His housemate wants the set and is keen to buy it in Underworlds because because of this release. His favorite two races lore wise uh from the world world uh, he says lizman look cool he's still waiting on his chaos dwarves before blood bowl will get you know before he'll get back into that i would totally Chaos dwarves and then like have the regular dwarf faction for uh blood bowl that i i might do that just to have a copy of blood bowl um and he feels that the aeronautica isn't going to make any huge waves he just doesn't see people playing this over the other options I'm I'm gonna agree with him on that. I mean, when Games Workshop had had something in that market, they had Battlefleet Gothic. They they dropped it. They killed it. Uh, TT Combat uh, Hawk War Games came in and they made Drop Fleet Commander. Well, Hawk came in made Drop Fleet Commander. TT has made sure that. Drop Fleet Commander keeps going, and I think they've done a really good job of filling slash taking over that space combat, aerial combat type niche.
1: Well, not just that, but Ares has Wings of War, Wings of Glory now uh, these days, which is World War One, World War II. It's more historical, but it's still that fits, fits that niche of uh, aerial dog fighting, but they also just released uh, tripods, uh, which is where it's pretty much War of the Worlds and Wings of Glory. Uh, so you got World War One I dog, uh, biplanes fighting War of the World alien tripods. Uh, that was announced uh, earlier last year, and I'm sure it was, uh, I know it was then, but actually uh, at Gen Con over this past weekend.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, there, There's probably so much that happened this weekend that we couldn't even begin to uh, discuss everything without taking up hours upon hours of time and reading many upon many uh, uh, posts and articles. Um, we're, 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 we're just talking about the stuff that, you know, makes us excited, which... Um, is there, is there anything Gen Con wise, um, beyond what you've mentioned, uh, that we've missed there, Captain Sox?
1: Not a whole lot other than I haven't seen a lot of posts come out from the Drop Fleet, Drop Zone communities other than a few pictures. I mean, usually they've, they announce, a, a maybe a, f- a new ship class or something like that, but with all the new stuff that came out in, uh, BFE for Drop Zone, uh, and even some oh, of the stuff that's coming in the for future Drop for, for Drop Fleet... There was I haven't seen a lot of pictures, to be honest, uh or or a lot of news in that realm. Uh, yeah, from, they may from have TV combat. They
0: they may have, for lack of a better word, uh blown their load on Battle for Earth with everything that came out with it. New new ships, new rules and everything. They they may be the, um uh content expended and had nothing for gen.
1: Well, yeah, no, I have to agree, but they may they could have very easily re- released uh more pictures of or even some information on when we're going to get the behemoths for drop zone i mean because that's they don't even have the stats for those yet uh on their website that i know of uh after looking through the rules and so i'm i'm, I'm excited to see what the behemoths do I'm, I'm excited to get some for my phr my shoutaris it's just other than a couple of pictures from the uh from the book i don't know what stats they have or, or how to really get them ready for my for my fle- armies patience i know
0: they'll come out i i just think that uh they're their they're, uh, content expended right now as far as new stuff yeah yeah it's just uh, and battle for earth uh new new rules for drop zone new factions for drop fleet i mean the fact that they don't have a huge release i'm not surprised considering that they just they release so much uh so quickly uh with, with uh battle for earth so
1: yeah that is true so
0: all right well let's move on to that uh um thing that you probably haven't had much time to do. dream balloon
2: prime
1: paint
0: So, as get, the Bruce isn't here, but he's probably been doing something in his uh, allotment shed or whatever they call him down in uh, in Australia since uh, uh I, I know uh, he and I have both been working on doing um uh, was it video content setup so we'll uh, look more for that. Um, I, I, I have some news. Uh, uh, the 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 worst thing for a, a tabletop miniature gamer, uh, you would agree with this, Captain Sox is, is is a painting backlog. Would you Would you not agree?
1: Uh, yes, because that's what I exactly have, and that's what I'm trying to get through. Because I still have all my drop zone stuff that I'm trying to work through i'm trying got my drop fleet stuff that i'm still trying to work through and i've got all my legion stuff uh, that i'm trying to work through so yes i have quite the backlog myself
0: sit down and let me show you how backlog is done captain socks so i have to finish up my uh, space wolves i have to finish up some stuff for my stormcast eternals i'm repainting my drop fleet and drop zone shaltari Ch- um <clears throat> I, I i started a, a dark angels faction I found an elder army in my house. I don't know if you were privy to that conversation, but I found an army in my house. I was cleaning up
1: a, a few weeks ago. And You're not supposed I, to find stuff. You're supposed to buy new stuff, not find stuff. Well,
0: I, I found an unpaid elder army, so it's it's like almost as good as as buying stuff because it's That's still re, it's still relevant models and everything. I just don't remember paying for them, so it's like they're free. Um. Uh. And. I now have uh, a good majority of the Fire Slayers for my army. So I have uh, forty Volkite Berserkers. I have uh, one of each of the heroes that do not come with the Magnum of Droth box. The Grimrath, excuse me, the Grimrath Berserker, the Hearth, uh, no, uh, the Rune Smith, and I can't remember the oh, the the Battle Shaman or something like that. Uh, and then I have ten uh, either uh, Hearthguard Berserker or yeah Hearthguard Berserkers or uh, uh, Hearth- uh, uh, the Wardens. So <clears throat> I, I, I have I have quite the painting backlog
1: now, especially. Well, and I'm I'm about ready to pick up the new Legion's Core Set as well here in a few months. So and I forgot to mention backlog.
0: Yeah, I forgot to mention my uh, my son's uh, Sigmar Army and whatnot too. So. Yeah, so but you yes. lots of lots of stuff. So yes, but uh, I, I I've I've got most of the stuff from my fire slayers now. Um, I need, uh, so I can either take the two boxes of five and split them up, do the uh, berserkers and the hearthguard, or do ten hearthguard or ten berserkers, and then I would need ten more of whatever one, and then the twenty of the other one. So, or I could do five and five, and I would need um, you know, the fifteen, yeah, the fifteen of each one, then, uh, and then one more of each hero, and then. With the exception of the endless spells and the uh, pizza oven, uh, I would have everything I would need for a uh, Fire Slayer army unless something new or cool or a, a new hero is released, which is happening later on this year. So, so, But you're back, you're moved. Uh, what, what have you managed to do for hobby time other than store stuff in a closet?
1: So my stuff on my Star Wars Legion uh, drop fleet uh, and Armada stuff that I took over with uh, brought over the desert with me actually i'll show back up on my house on monday so other than uh, unboxing all those boxes and and getting my hobby closet organized i haven't done a lot uh, but i do have a a small folding table uh, set up in that closet that i plan on over the next week or so uh, start painting on on some stuff so uh, I hope to get some shots up uh, by next recording. I should ha- definitely have some uh, hobby time in. Fantastic.
0: And it all uh, uh, arrived back from the the desert safe into one piece.
1: Yes, actually, I bought a bunch of foam uh, while I was over there so and some new uh, game cases. So I put all that in foam right before I uh, probably two or three months before I left.
0: Oh, did you take advantage of being over in that part of the world and order uh, like the some of the European cases that would uh, ship? to you cheaper than getting them across the pond? To uh,
1: no, actually uh Mintre market actually ships to APO uh, for free as well. Uh, if you're ordering.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, that may, but that, that's still like postal service. So it's like, that's something the DOD is yep. just like, you know, we, we get it over there, we get it delivered, kind of thing. So that's that's not yep. a huge thing,
1: exactly.
0: I thought I, I you're maybe taking advantage of uh, uh the starts with the F. They're out of Germany, or um, what's the other one? They did a lot of stuff with uh, Drop Zone Commander on initial launch. The uh,
1: with the pre-cut stuff. I'm trying to remember. I know what yeah, you're talking about.
0: Yeah, blue foam and I can't remember. Yeah, no,
1: I didn't get any of the that stuff. I just I like the pluck foam stuff. Okay.
0: Well, I, you know, I mean, you had the opportunity to, you know, possibly, you know, uh have reduced shipping uh costs, you know, over there so as if you took advantage of it, I was going to applaud you, but so, sounds like you did it. Yep. Alrighty. Um, Stock photo for context. Okay, we're moving into game talk. So Bruce is, Bruce is going to talk about some game
1: talk.
2: Talk nerdy to me.
0: And the Bruce is going to continue to regale us with his
2: story. With my apology in three, two, one. Hey, guys. The Bruce here. Uh, just a quick apology for the fact that I can't be here for this episode. Uh, I'm actually working. Um, Depending on what time the guys are meeting, I'm probably just starting at the point where they're actually working, where they're talking. Um, I'm not 100% sure on the time that they're starting because they haven't actually had to organise it around me because I can't be there. Um, Unfortunately, working has to take priority. Some of us do have to work for a living, Uh, unlike these guys that can sit around doing nothing all day. No, I'm kidding. I know that they work too. Um, But I will be back for the next episode. Special thanks to Captain Sox for coming back. Uh, we've missed you, buddy. We've really missed you. It's good to have you back. And now I will skip straight past the news into Game Talk. Three, two, one. Hey, guys. The Bruce again here. So as the guys have probably suggested, if not, I'm about to tell you, um, my local has had a fortnightly growth league starting for Wild West Exodus. Now, truth be told, I was actually working during the first week of it, uh, but I had made plans to meet up with my opponent the following week to have my game against him. So I was playing with the Warrior Nation Hour of the Wolf against Chris's Lawman Ranger Showboat Posse. Um, They're both starter sets that you can buy straight off the set. The idea was that we were just starting with your basic starter and then we're growing from there. Um, the game itself really didn't start well for me. Um, it was either during the last turn of the first, sorry, the last round of the first turn, or the very first thing that happened in the second round, uh, where I lost an entire unit of wolves, which was one of the things I'd planned around, uh, but unfortunately I lost them. Um, at the very beginning of the second turn, I lost one of my Wayland spirit walkers too, so before I'd even had a chance to touch any of his guys, more or less, I did shoot a shot at somebody, uh, but before I'd even got anywhere, I'd lost three out of my seven guys, um, which was really painful. Um, Wild West Exodus is a game that like moves really, really quickly, um, but it's, it's a game that works really, really well. Because I hadn't done a lot of research, in the second turn I realised an ability that my leader had, which was to cast uh, spirit portals, like what I would call a totem pole, I don't know if there's a more appropriate term, uh, but that's what that was always referred to as in movies and stuff when I was growing up. Uh, There's little ones and there's big ones. Um, And... um, So yeah, um, I managed to get one of those cast because one of my guys had been positioned in a kind of awkward spot. I thought it was a really good idea until the game had started. Um, And because they basically work as portals, uh, I was able to get one of them to basically pounce halfway up the board so they can actually start taking shots. Uh, I managed to hit a guy, didn't kill them, but set them up to be killed um, and took them out in the next round. And I did the same thing again, and I I managed to get my leader right behind the enemy line, um, which was really, really lucky. Um, The reason I'm calling it really, really lucky is going to become obvious very quickly. For most of this game, I was kind of grasping at straws. My army did have one person that shoots, but everybody else was very close action. And all of his guys were very, very shooty, so it was the case of, if I can get there, I'm going to do damage, but somehow I have to get there. Um, My last remaining werewolf-looking guy, which is the spirit walkers, uh, managed to get up into the front lines and kill the guy that had been injured. My boss, which is the guy that i would teleported behind the enemy line, took out three people in one turn by himself. Uh, and the other guys finished him off. I ended up tabling Chris entirely. Um, I got 2 points for killing specific things at the right time. I should have had 3 points, but I accidentally used one of the wrong cards for something else instead. Uh, but then I also took out, um, the entire party. Which meant that I got another 5 points, so it was 7-0. Uh, Now, just looking at that score, obviously it looks like I thrashed him, but that's not the way that it... The points don't really show how close that game was for a certain time. Um, But by by the last couple of turns, it was fairly obvious that it was turning, but it could still... At the moment I got my boss behind the lines, I knew that I'd made up for what had happened, but nothing was certain yet, because I was almost a bit... I managed to save a critical person from dying uh, by using fortune at the right time and if I hadn't have done that, my boss probably would have been ganged up on and killed. Um, I also managed to take out his boss before it had its turn, which really, really helped. So, I managed to get a victory. Um, I did have some usual rolls for me. I rolled plenty of bruises. Um, I actually rolled some decent stuff as well. It was very balanced in that way. D10s don't seem to hate me as much as every other dice in existence do. uh, Which is nice. Um, But yeah, that was it. The Bruce actually managed to get a game in. I know this is very rare. Um, Apologies again for the fact that I can't be there for the recording. I've recorded this before turn. One last thing, because I know I forgot to put it in the news notes. For anybody that is playing Wild West Exodus or looking at Wild West Exodus... Um, maybe you've enjoyed hearing me talk about it, or other people talking about it. Um, Rules 1.09 has just been released, so most likely anybody that's buying any starter sets, if they are coming with cards, they will be old cards. Not all of them come with cards anymore, because you can get them online, they've kind of done what most other companies have done by now. Um, so if you are buying into the game, or if you have stuff, and need to update your things, don't forget to go to the Wild West Exodus website and download the updated rulebook and the new cards. Pretty much everything has been brought down in points. Uh, There's been a few things that have been changed that just kind of make sense. Um, The points on my guys have been reduced quite significantly, um, as has a lot of other people. So, thanks again. I'll now pass you over to the other two guys. Um, that are hopefully doing something other than twiddling their thumbs. Um, I know George has been very busy this weekend, um, and given that Captain Sox has been away uh, for 307 years, I'm sure he's been busy catching up with people too. Thanks, guys. Bye.
1: 307 years. Thanks, Bruce. Uh, I I
0: think he's. I think that's one of those uh, miscommunications from Australian to English. I think he meant days.
1: Yeah, I think so too.
0: Um, and no, I was totally, totally, totally my with thumbs the whole time that was playing Bruce. So pff, jog on, um, First of all, I'm going to say I think it's great that uh, you know when gaming stores do uh, a grow league. Uh, that's what uh, my FLGS did back in the day when Drop Fleet was first released. If the game can be played based off a single starter that's reasonably priced, yeah, it's 45, 60 bucks. I'd say that's a reasonable price. If you can play a game with that starter, and then you simply tell people every two weeks we're going to increase by x amount and make it so that you know sure people are you know every every couple of weeks people are spending like 40 50 bucks but it's it's reasonably easy to spend that 40 50 bucks because it's only you know I, I know it's it depending on your situation i think 50 bucks can be quite a bit of money but it is only 40 50 bucks you know what i mean
1: Well, i absolutely have to agree and uh i, I tried to do that before i left uh kansas uh in levi from the old group the hot lz group he and i actually started to start up a, a drop zone because they had a big drop zone community out there that we were trying to grow uh but obviously with the two of us leaving i don't know how that community is going now uh so good luck out there guys if any of you are listening to this new uh, podcast group uh but yeah i have to agree uh growing leagues is the best way to get new gamers into the game, especially when the stores there are willing to, to support you as well.
0: Right. And and the other thing, too, is you know, it can, you know, if one, the game designer company, you know, I, I think they should focus more on, you know, and, and to a certain extent, Games Workshop has kind of done this with uh, Warcry and Kill Team. They've made it to where, you know, your initial investment can be very low. So that one, if you don't like the game, you've only spent X amount of money. Two, if you love the game, it doesn't take you that much to you know get more get more get more. I mean, if you look at some of the stuff for uh, Games Workshop stuff, like a, a Land Raider tank or an Imperial Knight you know, they're a hundred bucks. That's, that's not, you know, for one model. That's not cheap.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that that's a, that's a chunk of change to drop on, you know, one thing. Um, Worst case that we've seen with, you know, we'll just use drop for as an example, because, you know, most of, most of the things are, you know, you buy like, you know, a group of three ships, you know, with a, the, the box or just another starter kit, which is, you know, three ships and the frigates, the most expensive thing we've seen have been the battleships and dreadnoughts, which are sixty bucks. Yeah, mean, that's. I, I think that's a great price point. Um, the I just realized there's something we were we should have talked about during the news, but that that's kind of passed. We should we should probably do some more research on it before we talk about that but i have a question for you though socks um um and maybe not so much as a question but uh because I, I know i saw some photos uh from from a uh, post and everything while you're deployed and everything so military you know there's lots of camaraderie and decor stuff like that you know where you know y- you have to trust this group of people you spend a lot of time with this group of people uh but it can you just move outside of uh um you know work and you know you know, family, you know, neighborhood stuff like that, um, you know, just, you know, the group of people you're with. And j- just from the position you were in where, you know, it, it was kind of like, you know, wh- what do you do with your spare time? H- how, how useful do you think something like gaming is something for, you know, a team building slash uh, leisure activity? With a large group of people, where you know you're, you you know, you kind of have their attention because I, I the game I specifically remember is Formula D, which I've only played a couple games. It was, it was a pretty cool game. Um, but but what's your opinion on you know oh I'm trying to there, there's a word not mandatory but um, <laughs> I, uh, mandatory is the closest word I can think right now as far as uh, like using game build gaming as like team building and like bonding.
1: So I think it's it's a great way. I mean, look at D and D and what you're, you're able to do with that. You have a DM that's giving your a, a group of players between four and seven, or or even like I mean, I was a part of a D and D group out there where we had three tables with three separate DMs, and we had seven players on each on each table. And so it's a great opportunity out there because you're getting that as a DM, you're getting that group of players through a, a puzzle or, or some kind of a, a, you're giving them an objective that they have to then go out and find out and reach. And then they have to figure that out on their own and work together as a team to, to complete that objective. So I think taming or, or taking gaming and turning it into a team building slash leadership uh, skill building is a great avenue uh to develop those skills within individuals
0: well well well, that is a great aspect i'm I'm just talking about like not even team building just so i'm I'm sure in the air force it's not near the issue like it is in the marines but you have those junior listed, you know that are really 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 dumb they do really 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 dumb things we have few of those. Yes, the, the position you're in as you know as, as an officer, which is a completely different world from the, from the enlisted side. D- do you think you know that you know a, a relax of? Um, Oh God, fraternization. Do you think like something like that is like, you know, the team building, you know, reduce the fraternization to, to, because I know it gets in a sticky situation of, you know, you're not Jason, you're still captain to, to some of those people. No, I
1: know, I I know exactly what you're talking about because in the groups that I was playing with mostly, I was one of maybe two or three officers that were playing and everyone else was enlisted. Granted, we had a couple of civilians, uh, contractors that were out there, and so that kind of helped meddle that, oh, I'm an officer, you're enlisted, you call me sir, or or I'm going to go tell your supervisor or NCO or whatnot. I mean, yes, I have to agree. I mean, you have to to keep that in mind, but at the same time, you kind of have to not let it affect you as much as well, because then you're not going to really get past those social barriers uh, and get into – the really big aspects of, of working together as a team or, or helping to re re uh, rehabilitate uh, them and some of the issues they may have.
0: Right. Cause you know, so, so, so here, here's my take on it for my, you know, I, I did a similar thing back in my day with, I had a D and D campaign going. I want to say I had, Oh, 20 active players and two co DMS and, um, uh, everyone. So, so some terminology here may escape some people. So, I was the only non-commissioned officer in the group. Everyone else was a non-non-commissioned officer. The the group of people that you know I'm talking about, where they do really really stupid things. You know, they're drinking underage, doing things like that. Um, And a, as the group grew and grew, I was just like, I, I I was not in a position to say no, you can't do this because of, of the position I was in. I was later approached uh by you know some of the senior people. It's like, hey, this thing you're doing in the barracks, it's really great. You know, it's it, it's keeping people out of trouble, it's giving giving them stuff to do, and 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 there's bonding and team building with you know, you know, the, the, the barrier's been taken down a little bit. Um, and, and I'm just should do you think you know, cause I, the military is vastly different from you know a lot of private organizations stuff like that. But do you think that um, gaming should be like expanded as like, you know, like once a quarter, you, your group of wherever you're at, you know, you sit down and you do something like this, like, you know, the quickest way to say, it, you know, just run through a dungeon scenario of like solving a puzzle, you know, like working together, you know, doing ideas. I mean, what what, what do you think of because you know, I, gaming is one of those things where it, it's such a unique thing that you know it 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 pulls your mind away from the seriousness, but you can still be serious and try to you know figure something out while having fun. I, I th- this idea just pops in my head while we, while we were sitting there listening to Bruce talk. Um, no. and and I, I think it's a great topic. I just unfortunately I'm having a, a terrible time of eloquently putting into words and verbalizing what my thoughts
1: are. No, so while I was over there for the last year, my commander, who's a lieutenant colonel or an 05 in the Air Force, uh, I'm the captain, so I'm in O3. So she's two ranks above me. She loves board games, and there'd be times that she's like, when's the next board game?" I'm like, uh, "Whenever you want," uh, and and let me know, yeah. and we'll schedule it on your calendar.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, S- something like a an LT Colonel, you know. That's you know, they say, "Hey, we're gonna do. When are we gonna do this?" You're like, uh, when, "When do you want to, sir or ma'am?" <laughs> <laughs> but
1: at the same time, I would be like, "Hey, let's your calendar looks free, ma'am. Uh, do you want to set up board game night?" And so I'd be the one that say, "Hey, do you want to do?" This? this ma'am? And she'd be like, yeah, great. Go for it. Schedule it all my calendar. And we'd invite all the officers. Uh, we'd invite all the airmen or E-1s to E-3s, uh, even some of the junior enlisted and even some of the senior enlisted and, and non-commissioned officers. So right in the middle of the enlisted ranks, we'd bring them all over. And, and we. I had two tables. I don't know if some of you guys saw my posts. Uh, I don't know if I uh, shared them out there. I'll, I'll post some on our uh, page. Yeah, uh, two page. I had two groups of uh, two tables, two boards of Formula D, the racing game, uh, being played out, and ten people on each board. I had, a, I had an E nine working on one. I had an E eight working on another one. I had O one or O twos. Uh, so second or first.
0: So you were having upper level uh, floor managers working with uh, actual management and uh, a couple of times. Uh, actual, uh, an actual, like, you know, just regular, normal employees.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: So, 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 you know, well, well, it's a little easier, you know, to, you know, I mean, like I said, you kind of had a cap- captive audience there. But what do you think of, like, let's transpose this into, you know, more of a normal, you know, private sector type job, you know, where you have someone running a scenario, a gaming, you know, actually sitting down with with your coworkers as a team building thing. And, like, say you've got your CFO and your HR manager and, you know, a mid-level manager and three actual employees just sitting down and working through, like – or, 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 or doing something similar to this is like a, a team building slash, you know. You I know, think it's a great idea. I know what you're getting relation. at. I, you know you're get- I can't. I don't have the words to articulate what I'm trying to say.
1: But I, I know what you're getting at. But I think it's a great, a, a great way to to break those barriers down. You become relaxed with the individuals you're going to be working with on a constant basis, whether that's people below you or people above you. Uh, and so you get to know them a little more personally so that when you do have issues, there's not as much conflict that's going to arise between the, the two of you because you know how to work problems out with each other because you've done that already. Even though it's in a gaming type scenario, you can easily translate that into a, a real world problem and say, okay, guys, we got this problem. It's, it's it- Kind of similar to what we faced if we were playing a D and D game, uh, but uh, right, not right. really.
2: Yeah, like but you know, we know how to work
1: together as a team. So let's go forth. Let's let's put forth the effort and do yeah, all the best that we can. I that, think it's it's, a, it's great way to 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 break those barriers and build teams within private industry.
0: Right. Yeah. I I think you kind of, uh, 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 explained a little better than what, you know, it's like how a person, yeah. How a person works, you know, how, how they think, you know, and, you know, understanding and seeing, you know, and why am I hearing myself? That was weird. Um, like, you know, you know, say, you know, say the CEOs in there, you know, it's just like, you know, this guy, you know, he, he can, you know, think outside the box. He can think around a problem and come up with a solution, you know, and, and, you know, how them find strengths in their employees that you know they may not be aware of you know from the normal day-to-day working basis
1: yeah exactly uh gaming i think can break down barriers no matter what type of gaming you do even if it's a simple little board game or or car game because you can break down those those personal barriers that you may have from not working with a person on a daily basis and get to know them a little bit better so that when issues do arise you can work through those issues a whole lot faster and a whole lot easier uh, than if you hadn't broken down those barriers a little bit more.
0: And and I think another great, great thing you could do with gaming, you know, in a situation like that is, you know, uh, you know, some forms of education, you know as much as you know we try to be good parents and and stuff like that sometimes our kids are you know turds and some kids aren't and there's this thing called bullying and you know that could be a great way to also you know alleviate alleviate issues you know like not not so much make it a gaming club but make it like you know you you have to sit down and work with this group of people in a in a situation scenario you know and that's the thing about gaming gaming is fun if if you're exposed to it correctly you know there could be someone that, you know, this may be like their favorite thing. They've just never, you know, experienced it or or done it before. And I, I think it's one of those things where, you know, I I, I think those who are listening, those who are playing, I, I, I think we're extremely fortunate in the fact that we know about such a great a great activity. Because beyond the uh, Milton Bradley and Hasbro board games, I think I think those are just the tip of the iceberg, and by far not even the, the greatest games. They're the biggest selling games. Why? Because it's a multi million dollar corporation forcing them onto the shelves everywhere. Some of these some of these great games, you know. Small small Kickstarter things. Um, uh, what's the, I finally was able to get into the pledge manager of what is that? Let me click on Kickstarter here so I can say the name because I didn't have the funding at the time to fully back it, and they opened up the Super Fantasy Brawl. I was finally able to get on board with that Um, great looking game. You know, I I think I think stuff like that, you know, it it needs to be be made more mainstream and uh, more people made aware of it, more uh, outlets to take advantage of these things, because I think we could work on a lot of issues that people have of of not belonging by showing, hey, these people are completely different and we're getting along playing games.
1: Yeah, I actually – yeah, I have to agree. Board gaming or tabletop miniatures or even RPGs is the best way to help break down those those barriers that we, we start seeing nowadays in, this, in the social media realms or even in, in the educational realms and even private industries.
0: Because yeah, I mean we, we are living in a – let's be honest, a world of social media and we're doing what we're doing and getting it out to you because of social media. Okay, it makes it easy for us cool but uh i think people are getting too into it and using social media they're not socializing as much and yeah. pr- part of the reason why I wanna, i'm want i getting my kiddo involved in this stuff is because it forces him to socialize it forces him to get out of his shell it, it's forcing him to you know learn how to interact and it, it, with people and whatnot and i and I, I think that's a lot of what society is missing and i I don't. I I put a challenge, you know, out to people. You know, you know, try to introduce one of your friends who doesn't do this stuff into this stuff. You know, don't don't make them go and buy an army, but you know, make them play a game. Let them use your army while they play against you know one of your gaming friends. Or you know, I I know my FLGS, they have a stock of board games on the shelf where you can go in with a group and sit down and play a board game. So. i i i i i I don't know why i just saw this and but but i thought it was a great segue uh you know with you just coming back you know and being separated from you know your your normal friends your family you know and and how gaming was a was a thing that you know you you used as a tool i guess yeah
1: and and now that i'm back i'm one of the first things we did within the last couple of weeks of me getting back was I brought a, a set of dice for my seven year old, my nine year old, my 11 year old and my wife and more. They've all created characters for D and D and I'm running them through the starting scenario, uh, uh lost and uh, found their minds. And then we'll, I don't know what, uh, campaign we'll do next, but yeah, we're getting them all into a D and D setting here within the family. And hopefully that can break out and the, the kids can invite some of their ki- friends that they know from school and I'll run them through sessions or whatnot and see where it goes. Uh, and I, since going back to Kickstarters, I Kickstarted Drop Fleet heavily because uh, uh, I was able to. I had the financial means to do so because I sold some stuff. But I have armies that I'm hoping to finish and finalize so that when kids move out of the house, I can say, happy birthday. Good luck. Here's a full fleet of shaltari or scourge or whatever and uh go have fun go don't find don't, friends.
0: don't give them the gift of shaltari they won't make friends
1: that, that's true that's probably true so maybe i'll hold that one back because i actually have a drop zone shaltari armor that i'll probably never sell so that one will probably stay with me <laughs> but you're right Shatari? No, maybe maybe I'll give him a resistance fleet because resistance. I mean, even though I don't have resistance for Drop Zone, the resistance fleet kind of looks fun to build because of all the mods that you can do.
0: Oh my! I uh, yeah. Um, if I were to do another army for for Drop Fleet Drop Zone, I would I would totally do PHR just because of the aesthetics and what I would want to attempt to do with, with painting, but there's just something about the, the resistance uh, drop fleet specifically that I'm just like, Ooh, because one, you have the, the old school, you know, pre conquest, right? It was pre conquest, the, the yep. centurion ship. Yep. You, you're, you've got more of those. And I thought that was a beautiful looking ship when they released it and they have the UCM and the PHR rules. I'm just like, Ooh, that looks so cool and the fact that they they've expanded on the, the that design and then they they followed it up with the oh yeah we also uh cl- you know collected up all this junk and we made this ship. Okay, that that's pretty cool too.
1: Yeah, I do like the backstory that they put in BFE for uh the resistance fleets now showing up uh after all these years centuries uh and just scrapping up whatever they could find and piecemeal it together to make a functioning ship and then said okay, we're going to send this on its way merry way and hopefully uh help take back some of the cradle worlds or battle for earth itself. Yeah, for sure. For sure.
0: Um, so, yeah, no, uh, gaming, I, I I think it needs to be expanded into a bigger tool than what it is. Uh, I mean, j- just as a prime example, uh, look, at, look at what video gaming has done with uh, tournaments and stuff like that. Uh, Magic the Gathering has gone well beyond that, creating an actual, you know, pro tour and stuff like that. But Magic the Gathering was one of those first precursors to, hey, I don't know you, but I have a deck. You want to play a game? Yeah, I've got a deck. Let's play a game, you know. It's not so much for socialization, but it's it's it increases socialization. It, I, I think we need to start using it. And if you are a gamer, I think you need to start using it as a tool to to make get more people socialized, to you know ex- expand circles, to 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 share this awesome, wonderful hobby because. Back when I first started, it was the very um, socially inept and unaccepted that played these games. And it, and it is expanding out, and I think it needs to expand out more.
1: No, I have to agree. It definitely needs to expand out more. Uh, and actually, growing, growing up in high school, I would bring Access and Allies and Risk to school, and we'd play in the middle of school. Nerd. Hey, it's not as bad as all—well, I, mean, I actually got into Magic, but not anymore. But I have to—I mean, hey, you got spare time. And teachers would, would play as well Okay, sometimes, especially near the end of the school year when nothing's going on. You're done with all your tests. And so I'm like, hey, can I bring this board game?
0: Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, bring Axis and Allies in, into a history class, and the teacher would be like, yes,
1: we'll do it. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: Yeah, so we uh, may, may have to do a poll or, or a write-up or, or something about this idea because I, 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 I think – I mean, Kickstarter is especially helping a lot with this for for getting more ideas out there. But I I, I think this is something we definitely need to... When I say we, I mean, we as the the gaming community, I think Mm -hmm. we need to. Yeah, I mean... I'm not saying you know like Warhammer 40k. I mean that that getting into the actual like you know the, I I would say that's the uh, the hardcore of the tabletop type gaming. Drop fleet. I mean you, you spend what 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 is one of those uh, star collecting boxes a uh, uh, hundred pounds so 150 bucks yeah so three hundred bucks you can get two armies that that's a little more acceptable than 40k or Sigma is. I mean it's but you know. I, I, I think this is an idea we need to expand on.
1: Yeah, I have to agree. We could we could definitely initiate a poll and then gather people's responses and see what they think.
0: And, and, and this is something that, you know, I don't know what the Bruce has been doing with his time, but my God, that man has had so much time to play games here of late. I'm I'm quite frankly jealous.
1: Well, hopefully I'm looking at in my area, man, I've said the area. If you're anywhere in, near St. Louis, I, I live stationed at Scott Air Force Base in the, uh, just outside of St. Louis. So anybody out there that listens to the podcast, Legion, Armada, Drop Zone, Drop Fleet, you play any of those board games, let me know.
0: Let let him know you 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 cut off there a little a little too soon. A
1: little too soon. Let me let me know because I'm looking for players.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, pr- prime example. So uh, so I, I live in a very a very like, unique situation. You're I in I a community um, town. You know, yeah, exactly. So I mean, we do have a Facebook. Page, I know exactly uh, what legendary. you're talking about. You know, and, and primarily it's just us. Uh, 40k players. Some some uh, SigmaR players. Um. Oh my God, Bruce, that is hilarious. Um. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I, I'm in a very different, uh, scenario and situation. I, I will say that the, you know, it is a college town, so there is a, uh, it's called Roll for initiative gaming club where they get together and play games. I don't know if it's still active or going or not. I, I hope it is, but I, I think this is something that needs to become more of a community thing around the communities. You know, I'm not saying like a giant group of like 300 people. I'm saying like you know 20 people and have like 15 different groups of 20 people. There, that now you've got like the 300 plus people, but it's it, it's in smaller little groups and communities. You know, especially in you know a
1: St. Louis area because I've been
0: to St. Louis. I don't want to go through St. Louis again.
1: I'm sorry. The only reason why I'm going to Gen Con because 'cause I'm four hours closer than I was uh two years ago when I
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um when is Gen Con next year? Oh yeah, this time next year, huh? Not this
1: time about this time. So uh hey, if you can uh, save save it up, it'd be awesome to have us both out.
0: Yeah, um saving up's not so much the issue. Um it's it's I'm, the I getting mean, away from well that's not so much the issue either. Um, I don't think, um, well, maybe, I don't know. But yeah, that's something to to look into and think about actually.
1: Because um, then but, the, yeah. the two of us could report from GenCon uh, Gen Con and split up and get more information than just one of me going out and trying to find new stuff out there. <laughs> you,
0: you, you have no idea what I'm capable of. We could do like live video. Of that, that too. There.
1: Yes, for sure. Whoa, ish. Um. <laughs> yeah, recorded it and, and post it back up. Yeah no you're absolutely right but yeah yeah
0: uh no that's uh, okay now now we're digressing a lot um yeah but um we'll we'll put a pin in this um of uh of of, of expanding on this idea um maybe, put, maybe putting out challenges to people like how many people did you introduce to gaming you know stuff like that you know yep oh uh, so uh obviously Bruce is not here, and I didn't get one prepared' uh, i I actually went out and had some uh fun with uh, family today, so no yanking the Bruce but uh captain socks go ahead because we, we yank the Bruce is is the concept of it so since since you're a yank as well if you can find an, an actual like you know obscure tabletop fact or just make something up and we'll see if he can figure it out if it's true or false
1: well, well thanks for putting me on the spot there George I'm trying to think of what I can find up now well you can just make something up too yeah let me think for a minute
0: yeah 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 so Um, upcoming events, uh, Gen Con has just, you know, wrapped up essentially. Yeah. So, uh, that's it for the, the big stuff right now for quite a while. Uh, Bruce is, talking about the fortnightly uh for those who who don't understand fortnightly that's every two weeks uh league for wild west exodus that's uh essentially a league is what he was talking about that's what we talked about earlier uh if you're in the melbourne area uh of the the house of war uh go check it out see if you can get involved uh see if you can beat the bruce because apparently he won so that's unacceptable it is the bruce the bruce is to be beaten
1: Yep. And, and sorry, Bruce, I can't think of anything for, uh, gaming wise. However, Mm -hmm. maybe not.
0: Yeah. Well, think of something we'll, 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 uh, uh, we'll, we'll see if we can get him with it uh, next time. Sounds good. All right. So with all this being said, is there anything else you'd like to to share with the folks?
1: Nope. Other than it's great to be back. Uh, I'll be here much more than I was. Uh, I'm, I'm happy that Bruce and, and, and uh, George and I have been able to restart this uh, back up. So please uh, support us in there any way you can. Uh, and thanks again for all that you guys do out there and provide us the, whatever inputs you can for us to make it this even, even better.
0: Well said. Um. Oh God. It's Bruce did this last time. So um, let's see here. i need to find it so I can, you can find us on Facebook at getting tabled. Uh, no, facebook.com slash getting tabled. Uh, Email us anything you've got at gettingtabled at gmail.com. Our website where you find uh, these posts. And uh, I'm working on a couple of articles. Uh, I I, I should have had at least one of them done by now, but I haven't. Uh, The website is gettingtabled.weebly.com. And still working on that itunes thing uh they're they're being much more obstinate about approving the podcast unlike they were with the previous one um i'm still working on it uh hopefully i can get that taken care of uh like i said the bruce and i are have started working on work doing video content uh in line with that uh bruce has been making sure that the podcast is put up over on our youtube page as well so that you can just check it out there um and we we'd hope to uh we're hoping to you know get something with that going to you know you know hangouts you know just come and talk to us while we're working on stuff or you know we're we're not the greatest hobbyists, but you know we have we have good ideas sometimes and we might show those off or you know at least show what we're working on um I, i i'm in the process of 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 working on the uh the iron wolf night so that that's something i will i will be uh uh, showing uh, off more of, and if if you want to come and hang out and ask me questions, while I'm working on that, and just. Shoot the breeze, kind of thing. You know, that's that. That's kind of what we want to do. You know, we want we want to grow the community. We want to we want to give back to the community. We want we want to give the community a place to hang out more than just a Facebook page where you know someone says something and you know someone says something back. We we want to have actual like interaction with people. You know, the actual social aspect that you know Captain Socks ever talking about that we feel you know starting to become lack is you know there's not there's not the social interaction that you know we're we're where you know we used to be well put there george will put i sometimes i can string words together into coherent uh, sentence sometimes i'm just like uh, do the thing sometimes sometimes all right well let's play this and let's get on out of here thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you, thank you. Thank you. for listening to getting table music used in this podcast was created by eric matthias at soundimage.org